Hi, I'm Emily Salaby, founder of Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company, and your host on the Hazard Girls podcast here on Jacket Media. I'm so honored to host this show where I get to chat with Hazard Girls about their careers. Hazard Girls is an online community for women working in traditionally male-dominated fields. On our show, you'll get to hear from these amazing women about the path that led them to their current careers, challenges they've overcome, advice for other women in entering these industries, and more. The Hazard Girls podcast is a weekly interview, usually with a different woman in a non-traditional field each week. A non-traditional field, meaning any kind of industry or job where women are in the minority. Sometimes we hear the term male-dominated. That's actually probably the most popular term to describe a field mostly populated by men. So recently I was, well, actually it's been about a year now. I was at the NAWIC National Conference in North Carolina, and that was the annual conference from last year. And one of the speakers, Ann Fledger, who's the former president of NOW, and um, some of the other women who were speaking, were talking about how we should use the word male populated, the term male populated instead of male dominated. And why is this? Well, yes, men are the majority in numbers, but does that necessarily mean that they're dominating the industry? Well, some might say they are not. Some might say that actually women, despite our small numbers, are moving on up and dominating. And even if there are industries where, okay, we can admit women aren't quite dominating yet, do we really want to have a term that sets us up, right? Like we want to show that there is an open future and we want a term that encompasses our situation, which means that men are populating the industry. That doesn't mean they're dominating. So on the Hazard Girls podcast, when we started out, we, of course, called our podcast Hazard Girls, Women in Non-Traditional Fields. But now we are branching out from that terminology. And we're talking, when we speak about it, we try to say male populated. And this is, you know, this is really the construction industry, women in construction that started this but it's caught on in tons of other industries. So I'm in this kind of a unique position, I think, because being the owner of a safety boot company and the host of Hazard Girls podcast, I interact with women from the construction industry a lot, but I also have my hands in various industries and I have contacts and connections in all different male populated fields. So for example, My own personal history is that I am from the trucking industry. So I'm very involved with the women in trucking organization. So when I talk to the women in trucking organization after finding out about this cool new term, male populated, I spoke to the president, the acting president at the time, Debbie, and we, she totally agreed with me and she brought it back to her team and they said, yeah, I mean, we're going to start saying male populated. Why should we further this myth that men, just because they have to, there happen to be more of them, are dominating in the field, right? So I know that, and, there, and then there are other industries as well. So I know that this is catching on. 
And I fully support that. And I encourage you to take this to your place of work, to take this to your women's organization and to talk to them about the term male dominated and whether it's something that we want to continue to use or, you know, whether we want to branch into the term male populated because it better expresses the future that we hope for in that men won't necessarily be dominating. So Hazard Girls is about women in male populated industries, right? So we're interviewing a different woman each week from a various industry, male populated industry. And this can really encompass, like I was saying, a variety of industries. So construction, but some of the women that we have interviewed come from other industries as well. So we have women in the film industry. We've got women in agriculture. We've got women in wine and food making. So for food making, we've had Remy of Remy Wines, Remy Drabkin. Remy Drabkin, by the way, is also now the first female mayor of her town in Oregon. So Mayor Remy Drabkin. We've had uh, Skylar Mapes, Skylar Mapes of XL Olive Oil, one of the only Black women in the olive oil, as an owner in the olive oil industry, if not the only. We have Oh, we just interviewed Dinah Trout, the co-founder of Health Aid Kombucha, very male-populated beverage industry, not to mention just being a female founder of a startup in general is a thing. But so we're interviewing women in various industries. So that was me on my little tangent about the, the food and beverage industry, but there are so many other ones as well. We've interviewed tradeswomen, welders. DLRAY, Caitlin Lees. We've interviewed plumbers, Judeline Cassidy, the feminist plumber. She goes by. Love that. Judeline's organization is Tools and Tiaras, which you've probably heard of or seen on CNN. She's gotten some amazing press and she's doing incredible work out there, helping young women and girls to find their passion in construction and the trades. So we're interviewing women from various industries, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a physical hands-on male-populated field. It could be something like finance or, you know, architecture, you know, design, the design side of architecture. There are so many examples. We could go through the list, but you know what I'm talking about. So we're really interviewing women in any male-populated industries. And why? Why are we doing this? What's the point, right? There's a huge point. I mean, the point is because every time a woman fights through her shyness or her hesitancy or her imposter syndrome and decides to share her story on our podcast or another platform like it, every time she does that, she is changing so many lives. And one of our guests once said to me, like, even if I'm changing, I think it was Christina Mahler of Crew Collaborative who said, if I'm changing one life, it's worth it. And that is so true. So true. Each of these women that comes forth with her story shares it with a wider audience. Each one of these women is making so much of a difference in other people's lives. And there are so many young women out there who have not yet decided what they want to do as a career. So they're listening to the podcast and they're getting career ideas. Maybe it didn't even occur to them 
Amanda Allred, surveyor, president now of the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Amanda got on the podcast, the Hazard Girls podcast, and she talked all about what it is to be a professional surveyor. And one of the interesting things she brought up is that in these industries, surveying she was talking about, but I think this applies to many industries, is that people get into them because someone in their family did it. So it could be their father, could be a cousin, you know, an uncle, but that, and that's a great thing for that family. But what's happening is word isn't getting out to other communities. So part of what we want to do at the Hazard Girls podcast is help get the word out about these different careers, because we want someone who maybe never, not only didn't they consider some of these careers, they may never have heard of it or thought about it as a career. Like intellectually, we know that someone is conducting surveys of land, but it may not have occurred to us as a career option. So our mission and why we do this is to help in part to help spread the word about that. That's part of it. Another huge part of it is just, you know, it's the sheer inspiration that each of our guests provides to a wider audience that helps keep people going. It breathes life. It breathes life and excitement into our everyday jobs. So when we are slogging about at our job, whatever it is, and, you know, we're losing steam pop on a podcast. And I mean, I'm talking about myself too, because I listen to a lot of great podcasts. And we listen to a podcast where women, other women are being interviewed. And we see the amazing work that's being done. And that gives us that extra boost of energy that we need to keep pushing through. Because let's face it, a lot of the work we do, it can be hard, it can be thankless, it can be daunting. And we face an uphill battle at, at sometimes as women in these industries. So hearing other women, hearing other women tell their stories, it makes us feel that we are not the only person, even though it feels like it a lot of the time, we're not the only person. There's someone else out there just like us. And it's not one person, okay? It's thousands. It's thousands, if not more. And so our mission at the Hazard Girls podcast in addition to teaching and sharing about different industries is to help women be inspired and be empowered to know that they can do these jobs as well. Not only can they do them, they can rise to the top. Yes, they can. They can rise to the absolute top of their field. And they know they can because of these amazing women that are on the show that are sharing their own successes. And if if you're out there and you're listening and you're not there yet, you can take heart because you know that there is hope. You can be. You can get there because other people have. Other women, not other people, other women have. And you can too. So that's why we do it. That's why we do the work that we do. That's what keeps us going. That's what keeps us motivated. Oh, I want to share also a little, because I mean, I know you hear me. You know, you hear me, you hear Emily. but. Who else is on our team in addition to me? So I want to share a little bit about who our team is. It's not, you know, I'm, I'm not sitting here doing this podcast. All, well, I am sitting here doing this podcast all by myself today. <laughs> but, but usually, in addition to me, I have a guest. But there's a whole 
back, you know, behind the scenes team doing this. So we work, our production company is Jacket Media. Jacket Media does a series of empowering podcasts, and they are also the home of the WAM podcast, which is the Women in Manufacturing podcast. The Women in Manufacturing podcast has like four hosts. I used to be a host on that podcast very briefly um, before I started the Hazard Girls podcast. But it they interview also, they interview incredible women in the manufacturing industry and other businesses too. So our team is Jacket Media. So we've got Linda and Lou of Jacket Media, who we work with very closely. Linda's the producer. And then we have everyone who is behind the scenes putting the details of the podcast together. So they are the ones collecting the registration forms. They are creating the graphics. They are promoting them on all of the Hazard Girls social media platforms. So that's Amy Nicholas of Nicholas Marketing. She is the owner. So it's a woman-owned marketing firm. So we've got Amy and we've had, in the past, we've had Faith and Josh. Josh just got married. And so he's not here right now, but we've got Matt and the rest of the team at Nicholas Marketing, who they will often sit in on our episodes when we're recording. And they will sit in and listen. And when there's, when Emily, <laughs> I was talking about myself in the third person here, when I take a pause because I completely forget what I was saying, or <laughs> maybe I say something wrong, they'll make a notation about an edit. So they are, you know, and they're also the ones who really often put our guests at ease. So sometimes our guests will come on and they'll say, oh my gosh, I've never done a podcast before. I'm so nervous. And Josh will say, don't worry about it. If you say something that you didn't like, we can always go back and rephrase. You can always go back and rephrase it. We can edit that. So that's that's our team over at Nicholas Marketing. And then we also have, of course, have our editors, a whole nother team of editors. And then over here on the Juno Jones side of things, we have Giselle. And Giselle is the one who will reach out to you if you are, if you are, wanting to be on the podcast. And she's the one who will reach out and help schedule you, answer any questions you have, give you your registration forms, uh, collect your headshots, and basically um, do all that back-end stuff. So that's our team here over at Juno Jones and Hazard Girls, as part of the Hazard Girls podcast anyway. And so I just wanted to tell you a little bit, a bit about who we are. So it's not just me. You know, I didn't think, I don't think you thought it was just me, but... Just in case you thought it was just me, definitely not just me. And then, of course, my dog, Duke, always very loudly snoring in the background. Okay, I'm going to answer a question that I'm going to ask myself. <laughs> what is my process? Okay, so when I first started doing the podcast, I was not accustomed to speaking for any extended period of time to interview really to interviewing people even though i do have a master's degree in broadcasting i hadn't done it in a while so my process has changed over the past couple of years as i've been doing the podcast we are approaching our 100th episode now so i've done this a few times but my process was before that i would script out everything and i've had people reach out to me and say like I'm going to be on a podcast or I, I'm starting a podcast. Do you have any advice for me? What should I do? And I, my advice back then, a year or two, a couple of years ago, 
would be to script it all out. And I still stand by that because I think if you have any doubt, scripting it out is the best method. You've got it all, you, you type everything out, everything that you possibly would want to say, and you plan to read it in a very convincing way, like you're not reading it. But if you do that, if, you ha- if you're a person who's nervous about it, okay, I'm not talking about people who are natural speakers, people who have done it a bajillion times. No, I'm talking about if this is if you're new at this and you're trying to figure it out. So that's what I used to do. That was my process. But I do recommend doing that because then what happens is when you script everything out, you've gone, you've then gone through it in your head and you've you've thought it out basically. So when it actually comes time to do it, you're not you're not really gonna read it, but you've got it there. It's your backup. So it it helps ease your mind to know that okay, well, if I completely forget what I'm talking about, or hey, that happens to me a lot. If you forget what you're talking about, or you know, you get nervous or whatever, you can just fall back on the page and you can read. But that's probably not going to happen. You're probably just going to, it's going to have been your preparation. So writing everything out was your preparation. So anyway, I, I started out by writing everything out. And I don't do that anymore. But that was my process. So now what is my process? Okay, let me think about this because, okay, I guess what I do when I know I'm going to be interviewing a guest, a lot of guests will say to me, like, what, what are the interview questions you're going to ask me? And I don't know how to answer that <laughs> in the way they want to hear, because the truth is I do not plan out. I really do not plan out many interview questions ahead of time. I, I will do a few sometimes, but my process is that I will... Usually I, I do know who the people are because I've seen them on social media or I've read about them. But if it's someone, someone I don't know about yet, I will, of course, I'll look at their LinkedIn page. I'll learn all about them. I'll read their bio and I'll look up any articles that I can find about them. And a lot of times um, articles will help guide me along a path of what questions have been asked of them and also what questions they may not have answered before. So I, I love I love it when I ask when I ask a question and the guest says, oh, yeah, that's a really good question. No one's ever asked me that. Now, that's me like cha-ching. Like, that's my favorite, favorite feeling is when I ask as an interviewer a question that no one else has asked them before. So that's my goal. But yeah, it's a, it's a very organic process. I will sit with the guest. I'll First of all, I'll introduce them with their bio and that gets us rolling. And then I usually ask them to tell me, you know, all about their journey and whatever they tell me, I'm concentrating really hard on what they're saying and whatever, whatever I'm wondering in my head, like I know that's the next question because I'm not the only one who's going to be wondering about this. So that's where my questions come from. It's just whatever piques my curiosity, that's what I ask. What are some themes, I guess, that I've uncovered by interviewing almost a hundred women now? for the Hazard Girls podcast. You know, there are many similarities among the women, of course. All of these women are obviously women who have felt motivated to pursue a career and pursue a career in a field that is more challenging than many others. So they are inherently motivated people, I would say. And they are also people who were not afraid ultimately to get on the podcast. So, I mean, not not all of our guests are natural speakers. Some of them are shy. Some of them are quiet. I have definitely had a few episodes where I've had to, I don't know, what's the word? I, I've had to like 
kind of ease, <laughs> put them at ease and like ease their explanations out, eke out their stories a little bit more than others. And some people, it comes more naturally to them and they, they'll just go off into a million stories. And that can be challenging too. But, you know, but that's always great because you, you learn so much about the person. But uh, some one, one theme, okay, I'll tell you one theme, which I did pick up on, which I love. I love this so much is that, and you won't be surprised, I guess, but a good deal of the women that I'm interviewed, that I've interviewed for the podcast have fathers or male figures like grandfathers in their lives who have taught them skills in the same way that they would have taught or did teach their sons. Okay. So some of them are, may not have brothers. Some of them had brothers, but maybe the brothers were older and left and they were the girl. They were, they were like one of the few girl, one of the other kids that was around and they were the girl and they got taught the stuff that the brothers got taught because the dad was still teaching it and the brothers had left or some dads or grandfathers just did not discriminate and taught them anything that they would have taught their sons. So I, I have noticed that it is a very common theme to have had a man in your upbringing who believed in you in such a way that it never occurred to him not to teach, not to teach the things he would have taught to a son or a boy. You know, I can think of so many examples of this, but I will just bring up Hannah Mae Weaver. Hannah is a an automotive instructor. She's the only or the first female automotive instructor at her community college. And she had a very strong influence in her life, her father and her grandfather. So she had both. She had two. And I know that they taught her, you know, they taught her about cars. Okay. And so I this, you know, it seems like such a simple thing, but teach your children, dads, moms, everyone, teach them what you know. Don't say, oh, it's a girl that, you know, she's not interested. Okay. Maybe, maybe she's not showing interest, but a lot of that is conditioning. A lot of that is media influence. So maybe she doesn't know what she would be interested in unless you show her. So I I think that's one of the strongest messages that I take from all of these podcasts is that we've got to teach our girls all of these things, cars, tools, fixing things, just simple everyday, simple everyday household things that girls are often overlooked when the parents are teaching. So there's, I don't know, that's just some of the things that come to mind for me. Uh, I know there are many more. I don't want to talk all day, but I want to tell you a little bit about what's on the horizon for the Hazard Girls podcast. Well, up until now, as you know, I, like I mentioned, we are, we've done almost 100 episodes, so we're getting closer to the 100th episode, which I'm very excited about, and I won't tell you yet what it is, but we are going to be doing, I will tell you, that after the 100th episode, we are going to be doing a shift, and we will be finally recording on video. (laughs) I am so excited to start recording on video because obviously that's what, you know, that's the future. Everything's about video now. We're still going to have our audio podcast. So you can still tune in in your car. You can still tune in while you're doing the dishes. You don't have to watch the video portion of things, but we will be there on video. It will be much the same, but it, you know, you'll have that option to see your, see the guests and get even more inspiration and feel like you know them. 
So yeah, that's it. Before I go, I just want to say if during my podcast, a lot of times my guests will turn on me, not turn on. Okay. No, they don't turn on me. No, they will turn around. They will turn the conversation around and they will want to ask me questions. I don't, nah, sorry, I don't play that. <laughs> no, I will. I will sometimes answer a question, but I, I like to focus on my guests. But what I would love is if you do have any questions for me or for our team, if you could please send them in because we would like to answer some of those questions now that we have been doing this for a couple of years and we would like to have a platform to answer some of your questions as well. So please reach out to us. You can email info at junojonesshoes.com and you can ask questions there. You can also just email me, emily at junojonesshoes.com just so we get an idea of what people are looking for. But also we want to know what you want to hear about. So if you have any topics you'd like to broach or suggestions for topics for shows, please definitely email, let us know. That should be it. So thank you so much for listening to this diatribe of an episode, but I had so much I wanted to get off my chest and share with you about what we're doing and you know, sort of just do a reintroduction because it has been a while since we started. And I know we've gotten so many new listeners since we started and they may not be going back to the first episode to learn about what we're doing. So I wanted to make sure that we you know we we caught up and we gave you that that sort of overview. But just one, you know, one more thing I just want to say before we go is that we could not do this podcast without you, of course, our listeners. We appreciate you so much. Every single one of you who tunes in, who shares on social media about our podcast and who spreads the word. I know people are sharing the episodes in their workplaces and among friends. And it's really that that spreading the word that is helping us achieve our success. We are in the top 5% of podcasts globally. And we've got listeners all around the world. And it's not, it's not just the US, it's all around the world. So we're very proud of that. We're very excited about that. Like I said, it's our mission to just inspire and empower women in these male-populated industries. And that's how we're going to do it. So keep spreading the word. And definitely email me, stay in touch and keep an eye out for our 100th episode coming up very soon. You have been listening to the Hazard Girls podcast on Jacket Media, sponsored by Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company. That's junojonesshoes.com. And you can go there to learn about our steel toe boots and to join the Hazard Girls community. I'm your host, Emily Salaby. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.